episode 204 of the local meta my name is fletcher and i'm john john how you doing today man better than you well yeah that's true i <laughs> came down with a cold or something so i've just been like just worthless yeah, more worthless than normal i don't know chilling there feeling like you're dying and yeah i think my, my my meds are kicking in i took like sudafed earlier in the morning mm. and I was just, I feel awful after I take that stuff because, man, I don't know, pseudoephedrine just, I don't even need to make it into meth, man. Like, <laughs> it just, it just kills me. Like, I'm just like, Bruh. It's one of those where, like, is this actually worse than just taking it? Or yeah, they're just dealing with the symptoms kind of to thing? Some de- to some degree. Honestly, I think it is better, but, like, oh, yeah. man. It's kind of like Ben. Like I won't take Benadryl no matter how bad my allergies get because Benadryl will literally conk me out. See, that's what that's what I always find so funny. Like I take like Sudafed and I'm just like gone. Mm. There's a lot and like a lot of it. Like when I got my wisdom teeth out, um, you know, they give you they give you like a thing of pills and it's like uh, oh, what is it? Uh, like Loratab or something like that. Yeah, that's it's right. like yeah, it's like it's pretty hot shit. Um, and I took a pill and a half of that the whole time I had it, uh, because it kicked kicked my ass so bad. <laughs> and like, I took like half. I can take. I took like half a pill of it and at a time because it was just too much for me. I know I've had. To but take... ben, I was gonna say, but Benadryl, I can take that. Does nothing. Like I, I won't fall asleep or anything. It's like actual. Like, your body has, like, a weird semi-resistance to narcotics, or... Or, well, Benadryl, or... I don't know. Or, yeah, Benadryl. But yeah. it has a very no, bad narcotics. reaction. It has a very bad reaction to narcotics. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I don't know what it is. Because I remember taking Benadryl, I'm like, yeah, I'm totally fine. All right. <laughs> but... Yeah, like, I've never really been affected by... Like, I've taken Lortab and stuff, and I've, yeah. you know... I've run the gamut of assorted various prescription drugs prescribed obviously yes and you know i've never really had an adverse reaction to any of them like a lot of them they just don't work for me anymore but just something about benadryl like i have to take a 24-hour non-drowsy otherwise you're just dead anything else that is supposed to be anti-allergen just destroys me yeah like and see i'm uh, like i'm the exact opposite benadryl totally fine everything else wrecks me just completely wrecks me like even some stuff that probably shouldn't wreck me like i don't i just i react really strongly to that stuff like i had my anesthesia for my um uh wisdom teeth and stuff like that you know they put me out Mm -hmm. um i remember the things i remember right now are i remember getting up out of the chair walking over to a garbage can opening my mouth and having blood pour out and going this is awesome (laughs) But apparently, we walked to the car, I called my mom, we got food, and then I got home, and, like, I remember eating and throwing up. But I don't remember anything else in between there. Just, <laughs> just like, you remember standing, you remember throwing up, nothing that happened in between. You yeah, I don't remember that. Like, it's just really weird. I'm like, just knocked me out. And everyone has weird actually. Like yes. the the very first time I ever took Nyquil, it got me drunk. <laughs> like I mean, fair enough. Like I, I I was like sixteen at the time, and like I and yeah. I was randomly I was sitting in the living room, you know, with my in watching TV with my mom, and yeah. like I had I had my two fingers in the in the the rock on symbol. Yeah, but they were sideways facing each other, and I was just twiddling them in front of me. <laughs> and then, for some reason, my pinky and my pointer finger—they kept touching, and I couldn't figure out why they were touching. <laughs> and I was just—my mom's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I don't know. My, <laughs> my fingers won't stop touching each other." Were you like super sick, also though? I was, yeah. Okay, because it may just be the sickness. Because I remember, um, uh, it was the Christmas before I started dating my wife, actually. I got mm-hmm. super, super sick. And I was, uh, like, sleeping downstairs at my parents' house uh, and, like, just throwing up violently and stuff like that. And I went to bed and laid down, and, like, I had my legs crossed. Mm-hmm. And 
in my head the whole time I'm like, oh my god, my legs are tying themselves in knots. <laughs> and it felt it felt like my legs kept spiraling around and 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 knotting themselves up. And like I I couldn't shake it. So it could be just that you were super sick and hallucinating your ass off. <laughs> That is I've distinctly done, possible. Because I've done that too. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've taken NyQuil since, and I've, I've never had an effect like yeah. that before. I've been fine, right? But it's like yeah. that that one time. It's just like nope. I could, and I could just the way you're describing it, where you're like, you can't figure out how your body is working. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like that makes perfect sense to me if you're just like just super super sick. But right. I don't know, so. So good, good times. Did, didn't get drunk off NyQuil. Well, maybe. Who knows? I mean, it's not like you're a big drinker. <laughs> True. And it, it, like I said, it was my first time ever taking NyQuil. Yeah. Even though it was only one dose. But yeah, I mean, yeah, but like, you know. So, who knows? Good times. But oh, yeah. Story it, equity. Yeah, there we are, right? Um, in other good news, there's the potential that... We're gonna start gaming again, man. There is, we've made progress towards it. Even yeah, we got some characters working and stuff like that. Obviously, life is busy for lots of people, so it's tough always when you're adults. But yeah, like it's gonna happen. Uh, I know for sure. So I'm excited. We've had an episode zero, which is something we yep. haven't had in a while. So yeah, or, uh, yeah, session zero. Session zero. Exactly. Episodes, episode zero is a podcast thing. Everything is episodes for me now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like interpreting that. This is like all you do is just have episodes, John. I mean, kind <laughs> of. Uh, yeah. Technically, but, I've only ever had one of those. <laughs> it's like the one time you said something about like a spectrum and I'm like yeah you're on a some sort of spectrum somewhere but um so yeah gaming though we're going to be doing that and we should talk some gaming this week we should cuz I want to talk about gaming and All right. that's what I want to do so all right now now that we have friggin ham fisted this <laughs> transition what do you want to talk about uh I actually have something that I thought of <laughs> Two days ago. Mm-hmm. When was the last time me and you both played characters? Played characters? What do you mean? Yes, as in someone else was the GM for me. Oh, God. It's literally been since Tim? the whole group, right? Yeah, it must have been. Uh, it, it was probably a game Tim ran. It's been... Well, I couldn't remember. Did Wilman ever run anything in Shadowrun? I don't think he did. He was going to run ping time, but I don't think he did then. All right. I couldn't remember if he did. Yeah, I don't think he did because I remember I because I actually ran that adventure one time, well, and um, uh, I don't and I don't remember us getting anywhere on it. There was something that happened because I recall a time where I played Gabriel, my medic, in Shadowrun, and you were playing Anzi. And uh, I, that was Tim. That was Tim running that? Yep, I'm pretty sure. Alright. It's been way too goddamn long since we have played characters together. Yeah, I know, right? Like, it, makes <laughs> me, it makes me sad. Because we, we could just feed off each other in kind of that way, you know? We, it's like, we, we, we've never not played well off of each other in a game. Mm-hmm. We don't even plan it, necessarily. Yeah. Like, obviously there was nothing about Anzi and Abigor that were intended to be you know built on each other right it just worked <laughs> yeah we literally created polar opposite characters at one point where we were both paladins but i looked like a demon and you were a demon hunter or you weren't a paladin you were a fighter yeah but like basically just, like yeah that just led to stuff right like yeah that game didn't last long but like yeah it did not but they had the potential right mm-hmm. like there was definitely the potential for something to be there which is really cool yeah and it's like, obviously, I'm not saying that I don't play off of the other people we game with. Mm-hmm. I, you know, as I have shown being the DM that makes everyone uncomfortable, I can play off of anyone way more than they think I can. <laughs> oh, I man. still, 
I still yeah. enjoy the fact that I was able to out flamboyant the flamboyant strongman from the circus. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Man. But yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. It's like, obviously we're starting a new game and you have like, your thing going. Mm-hmm. But I remember before the pandemic hit, we were like working on getting someone else to run a game just so they knew what it was like, the experience yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like all of that work is now like gone. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but you know. I mean, it doesn't help that. Yeah. It doesn't help that being a GM takes time. Yep. Unless you unless you GM like me, where you just wing everything, yeah. it takes time and effort. You have to put thought into it. Yeah, and in the current age, people just don't have time and effort yeah, and the ability to put thought into it. Right? Yeah, like you and me can just do stuff because yeah. we've done it before. We know what to do. We can make it work. Yeah. I mean, like I've been gaming for what, like over uh, fifteen years now. I'm just gonna say, like two centuries something like, like that like I'm trying to think. it's got to be pushing 20 years now like i mean obviously early on it was awful oh yeah and and i've had big breaks in between there and stuff like that like you know i game like the first person i ever gamed with was tim you know yeah and we played like we played our awful ass games back then and they were fun as hell um and then I came for a little bit by myself in high school. That didn't, that didn't like, catch too long, though. And yeah. then, then I started gaming in college a lot because uh, I, had, I had a group, and I ran, I ran some games for, for that. And then once I got out of college, it was our gaming group at the house, and that's when it really took off. So, but like, so like I've had little breaks and stuff, but, like, you know, it's, I've, been, I've been gaming pretty much for 20 years, so it's like... We've got a lot of, I've got a lot of, like, practice <laughs> at being awful, so I know what it looks like and how to avoid it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I also know how to fall into it very easily. Uh, so it's just like, you know, it's one of those things, it's like, I love Rorschach, like, doing, like, the Rorschach test games is kind of what I call them, where it's like, you hand me something, and it's like, all right, let's make a game out of this, and you just make up something with it. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't. Uh, I don't consider my high school time of gaming as really counting. Just because we didn't really do much other than just look at things and say how cool it would be to play them. And just make characters and like look at them. Like I consider when I started gaming at your house to be like my actual first time really gaming. So I've been yeah. basically gaming for twelve years. Yeah, which is really weird to think about that that was 12 years ago <laughs> well i've been i've been at my current job for 12 years so yeah. sounds about right it's just like huh. well so that means that yeah longer it, it's been even longer yeah because you know obviously i did because I, I was at mcdonald's for four years before that yeah we were all at mcdonald's together so so it's probably been it's probably been more like 14 yeah probably because I don't remember, I feel I think I moved into your house when I was twenty, but I was gaming with you before then. So. Yeah, because I think the because I the uh, I remember I ran the game for you and Chris first. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't recall that game being very good. It was not very good, but also I think you guys didn't know what to expect because like, I feel like I did a bunch of stuff and. Uh, and like you guys never said it, but I feel like the way you reacted was like, "That's not in the book." Like, <laughs> you I know, mean, everyone has that first time, right? Where they're just like, "Wait, you can do that." Yeah. Right. Well, sorry, get a drink here, but I remember, like, I think I've said this before on on the show and stuff, but like, uh, like my "Wait, you can do that" thing had nothing to do with gaming and rules. Mm-hmm. Like, like the funny thing is, just like tabletop gaming was one of those things that's just like, oh, that makes sense, like, one hundred percent to me for some reason. Like, yep. it never seemed odd, and like, but the thing that like really was like, you can do that was the first session I had with Randy and Sarah when I started playing with them, and literally it was two characters RPing for two hours straight, and I was mesmerized. 
like and it was like i mean there were characters like there was other rp happening stuff in there but like just 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 the focus on rp was something that blew my mind like that was my like that's not in the book kind of thing you know <laughs> it's it was it was a very similar thing when i started actually gaming with like the whole big group right because in high school everything was about like look at this overpowered character you can make right yeah right everything was about gear there was like almost no actual role play going on it was just like that and then like it's high school gaming that's what we did you know yeah you know but then like you joined the like my first real game was the Mm -hmm. forgotten light game yep which is the game the game like for (laughs) our Our, our gaming group back yeah. then. You know? uh-huh. Like, that was the one that everyone considered to be the game, and that's one where a lot of shit happened. Like, that yeah. single game, I grew so much as a role player mm-hmm. just in that game. Right? And then you and, tilt out because people like my wife show up and are just good at it. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, oh, I'm just automatically great. God you know, I, I had growing up moments, I had all this, and you just stroll on in here, and, like, one of your first characters has just, like, the greatest RP moment ever, where they commit suicide. <laughs> I don't think that was the first, but... No, I said one of the first. One of the first. I'm trying to remember, like, I'm, I'm sure there were bad characters, like, a couple bad characters at first, but... I think there's been a couple mediocre characters at first. Maybe. Mediocre characters are, easy, are are harder to remember than bad characters. Yeah, I, re- I remember her playing the shopkeeper. Yeah. When <laughs> that was the one where I was the demon paladin and you were the demon yep. hunter, and she was a shopkeeper. <laughs> and she stayed a shopkeeper. And when I was like, like, oh, she's like, I just want to be a commoner. And I'm like, well, why don't you just play this like craftsman thing? It's just like strictly, strictly better than better. a commoner. And she's nope. like, I want to be a commoner. <laughs> and a commoner happened. <laughs> yeah. Her character in Lords of Badness was good too. Was she? Oh, she. Yeah, she was the because she killed the old man. Yep. And that was really annoying. And then you almost killed me. All we did was foil your plans. <laughs> I mean, you didn't foil my plans anywhere near as bad as you fooled a certain someone's plans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't cheat in our games <laughs> because you're because you're scum yeah. i don't i don't get it it's like why bother why bother cheating like uh, any I'm... any any one of the g like even tim was like that too he's like he's gonna throw people bones like yeah. i played a character with him and he literally just slaughtered my character by accident basically and still threw me a bone you know yeah like, like that's he's it's very much like my way of doing it, right? Like, you don't want the characters to die. You don't need to cheat to make sure you win. Yeah, it's like, it's like, just stop it. Like, and uh, I look at that and like, that just says something about a person and that I just, I don't, I, I can't stand it. Like, I'm just like, get, I'm like, literally like, get out of my house. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I mean, I will I will say, as time's gone on, I think I might be going more towards Chad's ideology of I just don't care. Right? Like, you can have whatever you want, you can do whatever you want. Like, I'm I'm going to make things happen the way I want them to happen. Yeah. But, like, so here's the thing that I have, though, with that whole thing. It's just like, I don't care what happens, you know? Like, if we want to work through it and, and we'll make it happen and everything... But the thing is, is that like if there's if if we're like if the thing that people want is like a framework and to work in that framework and then they cheat to get out of that framework, that doesn't that's that it doesn't matter in the game to me or anything like that. That says something about the human being playing the character. Oh yeah. And you can get out of my house. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah, it, it, it's it says something about the person who feels that they need to cheat. Which maybe maybe that's an indictment. RPG. Yeah, maybe that's an indictment as me as a GM. But I like to think that I'm literally one of those people where it's like, just tell me what you want, like, and we'll do it. Yeah. I mean, and technically, to be fair, we don't actually know cheating was happening. It was just extremely suspect. <laughs> it was very suspect. 
maybe they're just the luckiest person in the world. I'm just going to go with probability and just say no. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of where I sit on it, but you know. Very specific way of always rolling the dice that no one could ever see it ever. Yeah. I mean, I'm not somebody who's like, gosh, you got to roll up on the table, you know? Yeah. Like, honestly, with our current group, if we had decided to play over, uh, like, the internet or whatever, over, like, a, like a uh, Discord game or something like that, I wouldn't make people tell me their numbers or roll and show their numbers. Oh, I there is not a single person that I no. would not trust to be like, you do you. Yeah. Like, like if you if you if I'm gonna like roll a d6 and you're like you came up a smiley face I'd be like sweet let's do it <laughs> roll a d6 27 all right <laughs> but I mean the entire group we have now like none of, none of them are gonna cheat no like you know and that's what's so nice like it's just it's nice having a group of people that you can trust in that way and everything you know and yeah like that, I think that's one of the things where I've been always very picky about our group like I just don't. I'm not somebody who's like random person off the street. Let's go. Yeah. You know, and like I've, I've, we've included some people and stuff like that before that, you know, but like even, even those people, I don't, I, I never questioned it with them either. You know? I mean, yeah. Like, even like the random people that is just like, you just let in. It's mm-hmm. all, there's always some reason why you trust them. Right. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. as you said before, we are kind of a close gaming group as it is yeah like we don't just game with anyone you know there's been people at dungeons end who have like commented on possibly wanted the game and i was like i don't know our gaming group is very specific yeah like we have a we kind of have a very specific way of playing and there's kind of a like we're not we're not the pickup group by any means and stuff like that like we we play the way we play we're okay with it, and you know, it's not like I'm, I'm against including other people, but like part of the thing is, is that like I want to be comfortable with all the people we have, you know? Yeah. Because like, you know, we gamed at Dungeons and Dragons. I'm not gonna game with people I don't want to invite into my house. Right. You know, I mean that's that's the big thing. Like, you know, like our current gaming group and stuff. Are like, you know, you're, you know, you've been a good friend of mine for how long, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we've done a podcast for four years together too. Like one person's my wife, and the other person is, a, you know, a friend of mine from work. We, we've had to watch our kid, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, there I shouldn't even say a friend from work because she's not just a friend from work. She's a friend who happens to work where I work, you know. Yeah. Like so, it's like the group is just solid. Like you know, in the past, it's been like my brother and stuff like that too. So it's I don't know. Well, even even along those lines, like. This is your brother is a fantastic role player, right? Yeah. I I arguably play better off of your brother than I do off of you. Or at yeah. least at least I did back when uh-huh. me and your brother worked overnights together because yeah. we got to know each other really well. Uh-huh. He literally wrote my name on a bullet because of all the time we spent I'm, together. I was going to say much much to his <laughs> disappointment. <Yeah. laughs> but even your brother didn't doesn't really mesh with our gaming group right now. Yeah. You know, and it's, that's unfo- it's, unfo- it's unfortunate, yeah. Because and like that is really unfortunate. Because I love role playing with your brother. He's a me too. Really, me too. Really good role player, right? <laughs> me too. Yeah. But like, it's just a different. He just doesn't quite fit in. Uh, I'm sure, given time, he would. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be some growing pains, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if people want to go through that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, that's tough bringing new people in into and everything. So. Yeah. But. So. Yeah, it's I don't know. Group composition is tough because I know a lot of people play just with other people, but <laughs> I don't I don't know I don't know how much like I've done that before, and it's fine. I don't love it though. I like having a group of people I know. Like, you're allowed to just do more if you're in a group with people that you know. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, in if you know them and you trust each other and you can yeah. just you can broach subjects that sometimes can't be broached mm-hmm. normally. Right? Right? Like, well, and also I know which subjects I just should not also. Like, yeah, that's, exactly. that's really easy for me because I don't have to ask. Or like It's not something I have to like ask every single group or every single time because it's I play with the same group. I'm like, I know to some degree, obviously, what things to avoid and, 
you know, not bring up as, as topics and also what things I should, because that they like, you mm -hmm. know, trying to confront the same things. Yeah. Like I'm, as previously mentioned, like I out flamboyanced the strong man. <laughs> like there are some people that would not be comfortable with how I was playing that character. Yeah. Right. But I knew I could do that mm -hmm. and it was fine. And everyone thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until said player was just like, all right, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Laughingly, uh, obviously. And then you're like, okay, you know, yeah, it's we'll, like, we'll, all right, we'll, 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 take her, we'll take her down. We will advance the plots. <laughs> Captain yeah. Abs will no longer be, uh, yeah. be a part of the story. He said six packedly. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, so I don't know. I think I, I know we have only, what, four people in our group right now, which is pretty low, but. Yeah, I don't ideally, know if I, I don't know if I'm. Ideally, we'd have one more. Ideally, we have one more, and we already know who that one person is. Yeah, but but he doesn't love us anymore. <laughs> yeah, we'll just yeah, I don't know. <laughs> just but, throwing that small amount of uh, amount of shade. Throw some him. shad. All right, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough. I will say something. I've like. Uh, Fear the Boot has started putting out more episodes lately. Like, they were on a pretty decent hiatus there for a while. Because they just couldn't report in person, obviously. Yeah. And they've been putting out more. And Chad actually gave me, like, a kind of interesting idea for a game that oh, yeah. I feel like it would be in my head, it sounds like it would be great. But in real life, I think it would fail miserably. Hey, here's the deal you got to go for it. So. The, the, <laughs> I always game, say I always say at work if it ain't broke you're not trying so <laughs> so like the game premise for me would just be like it's the thing that I am quotations the best at running you're mm -hmm. playing D and D you're you are random adventurers doing a random quest right yep <coughs> sorry <laughs> so he um and you guys could choose what you want to be I never want to see your character sheets. All I want to know is what your class is. Yep. All right. Do we actually have to build character sheets? You can do whatever you want. Okay. You also choose as a group when you level up. <laughs> I uh, don't. Okay. And what you guys will amount to being is just a traveling band of adventurers looking for adventure, and I just control that part. Like, <laughs> you'll go up to the a job board at, like, Guild Hall, and I'll start listing off random things on that job board. This and is like the you... Rorschach test RPG that I've been talking about. Right? And, like, whatever you guys do, I know for a fact I can wing it. Yeah. I can make it work. Yep. But the, pro I f the, the thing that I think this might fail is there is too little structure. And I, and think, that, there, yeah, uh, yeah. I think there would be a lot of decision paralysis. There could be, yeah. Especially like, if it's one of those games you. where, yeah. Especially if it's one of those games like, I mean, you, you've you've lamented it where it feels like one of us has to lead, <laughs> yes, and push things forward. And when we don't, things don't get pushed forward. Yeah, they get a little bogged down. Unless, if you give someone a specific job to do, they will focus on that specific job, but they don't like making decisions for the group. Yeah. Which we're not afraid of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, we're, as both of us being GMs, we understand when we're supposed to chase the carrot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, except, like, and that, I think one of the, like, that could have been something with the Dragon Heist game, too, is where it's like, I'm like, I'm not going to lead. <laughs> yeah. I may have made the character with charisma. <laughs> there were a I... lot of failings on my part in that game, as I've said. There was a lot of failings on my part also, though, as I've also said. Yeah, but we don't need to go into that again, so. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I don't know, like, that that random adventure game would be interesting. Like, so, do you think, do you think there would be a cohesion to it, or would it just... So what I'm wondering is, is, do you think the game would stay as just individual jobs, or would, do you think eventually it would develop sort of a um, a cohesion and plot that sort of 
isn't necessarily planned, but just sort of develops naturally as you're making things up. That would be my hope. Okay. I would, my goal, my, ideally what would happen is you guys would like, you would start down a like trend, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like you guys decide that, yeah, we're like the orc murderers, right? Like you yep. just travel around wiping out orc yeah, camps we're... that are being evil orc people, right? Uh, and yep. eventually I could transition that into something. Yep. Or, you know, like maybe, and then like that could lead into something more. But like for at least for like the beginning, it would just be like, all right, what do you guys want to do? Like you guys are literally members of an adventuring guild. This is your job board. All right, have fun. You you start at the level you want to start at. You have whatever gear you want to have. You can make your characters properly. You can just decide that you have a plus five verbal longsword. Sure. Whatever you whatever you want, and we'll scale it to that. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want, I can work with that. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. See, I th- I feel like I could deal. Like the problem I have is I could I could not do that in D anD D because I'm not going to reference stat blocks every six seconds. Like, yeah, that's... And, and that would be my problem. But like, you give that to me in Cortex, we're there. Like, let's do it. <laughs> the thing is, I feel like the reason why I would want to do it in D anD D is because there is that whole thing of you guys level up when you, as a group, yep. decide you want to level up, or, and that's when it, just when it feels good. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that is like a hard set thing, right? Because mm-hmm. like in in a lot of gaming, giving someone experience is seen of as a reward for something. Yep. And I just want that to be like in the background. I want the rewards to be like, what do you guys want to do with the freedom you are given? Yeah, fair enough. I don't know. Like for for me, like when you're like, oh, you guys level up when you want to level up. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's not unusual. Yeah, like like it's weird because most of my gaming career, to some degree, like I've probably played more games where we haven't leveled up than games where I have. Yeah, let, I, let me say it, more games where we where we haven't leveled up or the leveling up process was uh, not based on like an experience like the the built-in experience system of the game it was like ah, just take a level now yeah I... it, it was more like but like like the the games where it's like you killed 10 kobolds here have 100 experience like those are so few and far between I probably haven't played them for 20 years as we said. I mean, let's be completely honest. Experience and the math behind it is stupid. Oh, yeah. I, I just, I don't want to mess with it. Like, it makes, like, that's the nice thing about how something like Shadowrun condenses it down, right? Yeah. To where, like, you just get whatever the point is called. I can't remember. Karma. Karma. You just, you just earn karma. And you yeah. don't earn a lot, but you get karma, right? And it's just like yeah. a, pr- a progressive thing. Like in D D, when it's just like, oh, so you killed this many kobolds, which is worth this much experience, divided up amongst the number of players in the group, and you all get this much, right? It's yeah. like, I don't want to do that. I've yeah, never done that. Do like, uh, I mean, even in so like, uh, we're we're gonna play the Fallout RPG. Is mm-hmm. what we're gonna get back in on this, and I'm running the game. And so like, I was looking through it, stuff like that. And I'm like, I looked at the experience system, and in the sidebar it had. Uh, like milestone based leveling I'm like and I just let everybody know I'm like that's what we're doing (laughs) I'm like I'm not screwing around with this whole like oh you get 100 experience points it's like nope it's like all right we finished something it seems like a good time for you to have a level (laughs) I mean even D&D has started doing that where like it's in the book they're like if you don't want to use experience just do milestone level up yep. when things make sense, and it, yep. it's such a better story te- storytelling device to be able to level up whenever a milestone hits, as opposed to doing random math and just adding yeah. unnecessary extra work. Right? Mm-hmm. Because like if you level up based off milestones, it's so much easier. Like look what happened in Dragon Heist. Like at yeah. the end of every chapter, you guys got a level. You Hooray, know, so there, it, it was like, it was a nice little exclamation point at the end, being like, you know, you got the whole Zelda sound going on of "Look at me, I leveled up." We've completed this section of something. Yep. Like milestone experience just works so much easier in every aspect of it. Yeah, especially especially for the way we play games. Yeah, like, I'm trying to think of 
who I, like I don't even think Tim really used experience points, did he? he... Or he or he did, but he's just like here. <laughs> yeah, like he. So he used experience points in such a way where you got so much of it, you almost always, like, he almost always leveled you to the point he wanted you to be leveled at. Yeah. Where he quotations gamed the system is he had the little thing at the end where it's like, all right. Oh, yeah. Give me a reason why you deserve extra experience. Yep. All of it had to be RP-based, basically. Yeah, basically. And the thing is, I don't think at any point that amount of XP ever mattered. No, probably not. It was always like 100 XP or 150 XP. But it was fun. But it was fun, right? Because you're you're giving people that little extra bit. Like, oh, you RP'd really well. Here's a reward for it. You know, he's pushing what he wanted to push without actually breaking his game, which is just a really good way to effectively game your player base into (laughs) getting them to do what you want them to do, especially because... When we all started gaming together, you know, 12 freaking years ago, we all, almost all of us, you know, like, were, I was fresh out of high school, a bunch of people were brand new in college. Like, everyone had the gaming mentality of big numbers, big damage, get in the door, right? And he wanted something more. And he, but he knew how to get us to do more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just like... That little, like, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I feel like there were a lot of people in that, like, because me and him came from the same background for the most part. Like, even yeah. though, like, there there were a number of years where we were not in contact, really. Uh, and then we got back into contact at college and stuff like that. Like, our gaming philosophies intersected heavily. Like, mm-hmm. um, and so, like, that whole thing was just really, in, I, I don't know. It, we worked we we worked pretty well because we both had that same kind of general mentality. So like, when we went to play a game, I knew I could count on him to make a character that fit into that game. Yep. You know, and same thing with I think with he could do the same thing with me. Um, and so like that was always an interesting, you know, interesting thing. And then like yeah, he kind of won, won over people. <laughs> over time you know to to kind of that style and everything but i think one of the biggest leveling up moments for me as a player is when i stopped making characters because i wanted to play a character of that style yeah and i started making characters because of the concept of the game it fit in said concept instead <laughs> so instead of being like gosh i really want to play a wizard who does this you're like this world, this character would fit really well in this world. Yeah, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, I made Abigor because I wanted to play a sorcerer mm-hmm. who only used lightning, right? Because yep. I thought it was cool. Yep. I, I've always liked lightning as an element, <laughs> right? And then, but, and he ended up working really well. Oh, yeah. It created, yeah. it created really, really good RP moments when everything we thought was immune to lightning. Because of course it was. <laughs> But, you know, like, and, like, the whole restriction spread creativity and, like, it led to really good moments. But, like, compare that to Gabriel, who was specifically an ex-combat medic in a we-are-literally-a-freaking-missionary-band-style Shadowrun game. Uh Like, you know, like, he fit into the game as something that that game needed. Yeah. You know, I... I, when I made the character, the character does have a lot of backstory to him. None of it ever came out because that was the kind of game we were playing. Yeah. But, you know, like, and, like, he just does that. And, like, I'm going to be real with you. I've mm-hmm. never had an interest in playing a three-armed levitating robot. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I personally feel as if the robot I'm playing fills a specific niche in our character group that we don't really have. You know? Yeah. It is, for all intents and purposes, a face, but I have no intention of being a face because all of it fits into a specific thing, right? Like, Mm. but my nanny bot, because that's what I am, (laughs) has barter because, of course, it's going to go to the store and buy things to feed the children it's taken care of. Right. It has uh, social, it has speaking because it's going to be teaching the kids how to articulate and speak properly. It is its job as a nanny to basically help raise the children, as it were. 
-hmm. and everything it has ties into that. I have survival for scrounging for food to feed said children, even though there's no children. Mm -hmm. But the other PCs are going to be my robot's children. They're they're your surrogate children, regardless of what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I even went so far as to, like, I chose all of my little arm appendages based off of that, you know? Mm-hmm. I have a laser because when I cut bread, it automatically toasts it. And everyone knows toasted bread is better than not toasted bread. Eat your toast. Yeah. Eat your toast. It's delicious. Yeah. I suppose, like, looking at, like, the Forgotten Night Game and thinking about how we built characters, like, one of the, I mean, I wrote pages of backstory for my character because I'm a nerd and have mm-hmm. no friends. Um, uh, so. But, like, uh, and that was one of the things that's constantly trying to make that character fit into the world, you know? And that I think my, I hit the level up you kind of hit back in that, as I said, that one game where I got to watch people roleplay characters, like, yep. you know? And, like, yeah, it's like you kind of hit these these level ups or whatever and stuff as you move and everything, and I don't know, and it's... It's something <laughs> you get those really good characters and, and everything and it's just everything clicks into place yeah yeah but. Anyway, it's just it just does create an interesting it just gives you like a new perspective on gaming right because like it does let you explore other aspects of actual role playing when you're like I still obviously have characters that I enjoy role playing and when mm-hmm. possible, I will put them into a game. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, how many games have I put Ancy in, right? Yeah, like, my most played character is a half-orc, who is actually a full-blood arc in Shadowrun. Yeah. Because I really enjoy the concept of playing Maul. Yep. You because know, he's really fun to play, and he is, like, he has an interesting outlook on life. Mm-hmm. You know? And, uh, obviously, if I can play him, I'm going to play him, but I just forcing myself to play something different and just creating something new is just an interesting thing. Yeah. I I like that. I, I really like that too and everything. Like, as I said, like, just developing characters and stuff like that is really enjoyable. Like, the funny thing is this, I, you know, I, I'm almost, I, I usually GM, you know, so mm-hmm. I don't make as many characters with how many games we've been playing. But I'm, uh, like whenever I play RPGs and stuff like that, I always use the same characters. So I'm not like making new characters. I'm fitting these existing characters into a world. Mm-hmm. Like I probably need to like sit down and make work on making new characters and everything. But maybe <laughs> I'm kind of the same because I mean I decided to make Maul in Skyrim. <laughs> in- instead of actually playing him properly, I made him have a sword and board, which is not what he does. Oh, yeah. He uses a giant 2H F off hammer. <laughs> Hence the name. Yep. <laughs> so, like, I've actually thought about deleting and remaking that character and making it right, or just coming up with a different name for a sword and board character. Yeah. But it's like, nah, I'm too far in at this point. Yeah, I'm committed now. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, Skyrim, I've done some characters and everything. Like, just in the different games, it depends on what I'm doing. But I think the last time I really made a lot of characters and really thought about them was when we were RPing in WoW. That's not that surprising. Yeah, or or maybe some of the STO stuff, because I, I, I was looking through my stuff, and apparently I was creating backstories for all of my bridge officers, <laughs> because that's apparently what I do. I still regret... The biggest, my biggest regret about WoW is that I never got to explore Alistair more. Yeah. Because Alistair is a character that only really fits in WoW. Right. And I don't, like, I can't play him anywhere else. He doesn't fit anywhere else. His entire yeah. premise is the whole literally... Backstory. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the Scarlet Crusade, oh, the Scarlet into, Crusade yeah. into turning into a Forsaken Death Knight. Yeah. Like, that's his whole thing. It's like, I can't play that anywhere else. Uh-huh. But I feel like it would be really interesting to play it. Yeah. Also, he's just an extremely depressing character. And I kind of wanna... <laughs> you don't get to play depressing very often in RPGs, right? Eh, not really, I suppose. 
It's like, yeah, I, I have, um, uh, and I probably could adapt the character, but I played in, in WoW when we were playing uh, Arianu. I played uh, was the Blood Elf character I played for a little while. And mm-hmm. um, uh, there was that one other person that I, that I RP'd with and everything. Uh, and it was really awesome. But like that character is kind of built very much into into WoW as well. Yeah. And it's really tough to remove him from some of that, like, I've been able to adapt Anzi and Jast, although they're super easy. Like they kind of just you can kind of flex them out in a lot of ways. But I like that like that character, I'd have to. I think I'd have to work a little bit. I probably could, but it just would take a little work. I feel like it's really easy to put a character from out of WoW into WoW. It's really hard to take a character that was built around a lot of the things in WoW and take them out. Yeah. Like, obviously, Jast is Jast. He right? was built in WoW, actually. He, that's where yeah, he was yeah, designed. Yeah, like, <laughs> he, he was built in WoW, but the only thing he really takes from WoW is the whole animal companion. Actually, it's the 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 gun thing is more so. I mean, but even that. Yeah, the like, animal companion is a big thing, too. But I've, those, I've, those, I've dropped that off before. Those are two things that are really easy to just put in another game, yeah. right? Exactly. Like both Anz- yeah, both Anzi and Jess are originally in WoW actually yeah. and, and flexed outward actually it from it. But but like yeah, like I don't know. Some of them yeah, some of the stuff from WoW is so specific it's hard to pull out. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I have a uh, my my character backstory revolves around the Burning Legion. So you're somehow connected to horrors, I guess, in Shadowrun? Uh, <laughs> Even though horrors do not technically exist in Shadowrun. Did I disconnect? Whoops. Am I, am I coming through now? Can you hear me? Yeah, I, I muted myself. Sorry. Oh, okay. I was, I, was, my nose. I was just like really worried for yeah. a second. I was like... Mm-hmm. I, I was saying the... Uh, but yeah, like, so Aerie was... Um, she was... Uh, a lot of it played in with the the destruction of silver moon mm-hmm. and like a lot of her backstory is based on that. And then filtering out from there, which you could flex that and make it work. Yeah. Between, I mean, like yeah. I'm sure like one of the big things is like the destruction of something, right? It's not that it's, hard to find as some uh-huh. horrible destruction situation. Like, and, and that's, I think if you look at the core of characters and move them out there, like, you know, like Anzi's core was being somebody who, who cares about humanity and, and wants to fight for humanity in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And sort of that zealous nonstop fight for the white red is how I always just described her straight up. Like, um, and like Jass is just about being evil, <laughs> you know, just being basically the most awful person you can. He, his, his whole thing is uh, power over other people because mm-hmm. he is such, because he has no control otherwise and is such a piece of shit. Um, and like Aries thing, I think her thing would be basically a naive kid kind of losing something early on and having to come to terms with that over time, mm-hmm. but still not, but, but kind of, kind of coming to terms with that naivety, I guess is, is some of it. Cause that's what like her whole story was, is like seeing this and still having that like naive idea ideology of everything and then when finally being confronted with the world having to come to terms with that and deal with it and just keep moving on in some ways i don't know it's i i I would really like to play the character more because it's you know like anzi and jast are both like like jast obviously is a very violent character but like anzi in her nature too is a very violent character yeah you know like she fights she for what fights. is right. She fights for what is right. Yeah, she's she's not she's not a peaceful protester. She is going to kick down the door, um, yeah. like. But like, Aria just was one of those characters who's very gentle in their own right. Was mm-hmm. not was not a fighter and was not somebody who was getting into conflict intentionally. And I, man, I, I would really like to play. A, like that, like that character again, you know, or something like that. That's 
a little more, as I said, a little more gentle, if that makes sense. Uh, like, cause her whole, the whole RP story that I had going on was actually like this was, was actually like a love story. And I, re- it was really cool in my opinion and stuff like that. Like basically this, uh, person that she met and they had to go their separate ways, but kept in contact through messages and everything. And like I think I, I was I, I wrote some backstory for her one time and base and like you know she was a priestess and everything so uh, healing was a lot of it and eventually at one point she's had to go or eventually ended up in the undercity and was healing people there and that contrast like the whole thing was about that contrast between being in Silvermoon in that ide- ideological society or ideological looking place you know it, it's it's a, it's a beautiful place and then you're in the undercity where it's like nothing but death and rot and, you know, awfulness. Mm. And, and like, I don't remember what the whole arc was or anything with some of the things, but I just remember she, she was going to send a letter back to him and, and was looking at it and put it in her pocket and just walked back into the infirmary and started working again. And like, I just remember that was the end of the whole thing. And like that whole sort of, weird growing up thing or something like that and realizing it's like this is past and gone in some ways i don't know it was really i I have such fond thoughts of that character and that like arc that happened but i don't know as i said it's it's so different from the other characters that i've played Mm -hmm. can we just i'm going to tangent slightly and just talk about the excellence in design of the cities in WoW. Yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> they, they all just have a very specific thing going on, right? Like, mm-hmm. our Stormwind is the bastion of humanity. It's this yep. gigantic, sprawling city with a castle and these huge, uh, easily defensible walls built into a mountainside. I wish I could have the same feeling I felt when I walked into Stormwind for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> like, the you have Ironforge, which is it literally lives up to its name. It is a gigantic industrial complex. Yep. It is built around a forge that is built a freaking um, lava pit, effectively. Yep. And there's the the weapons manufacturing depots and all that kind of stuff going on. Uh-huh. You have I can't remember the name of the night of place. Uh, Dalaran. <laughs> you have Dalaran, which is like it's just so in tune with nature. Like everything is trees, all that kind of sweet stuff going on. You have Ogramar, which is a war base. Yeah. <laughs> Everything about it is built for a horde performing war, as it were, right? Uh-huh. Like, it just looks sharp and pointy, and like you don't want to attack it. Yep. You have Silvermoon, which is gorgeous. It is, like, you're not wrong. Like, it is a fantastic looking city. There's yep. a gigantic scar of death going through it. Yeah, exactly. Which, which describes that whole storyline perfectly but yeah. yeah like then you have the undercity which is it is the underneath the city the ruins of an entire civilization that's yep. where all the people who were killed for that now reside they they hide from everything even yep. thunder bluff which is it's like it's very it's very non-intrusive for what it is right yeah like what's just not, kind of the torrents in a weird way it, it is right there's these gigantic bull people who just they're like no we're just gonna like live we're up we're out of the way we're not really interfering with anything you know yeah. we're on there's this a, giant plateau it's not sprawling by any means no they're just like hey we just want to do our thing you don't screw with us that's all we want you know we just want to be happy cows and you know it's kind of that's what the feeling thunder bluff gives me too yeah and I, I, you even, you obviously have the, the goat people. <laughs> it's goat. been so long oh. since I played WoW. Uh, Draenei. Draenei, their their big city is literally a giant crashed spaceship, <laughs> which is kind of ridiculous, but we'll just go with it. But everything about it, just it looks alien. Because mm-hmm. oh, yeah. they are effectively aliens, right? Yeah. Like you have all these giant hub cities that tell such a good story within the giant hub cities about like what they're supposed to be showing 
they did an brutal. excellent job with the design in WoW. Like, yes. they really did. Like, you can... People were... I, I was reading something about, basically, the MMOs at that time and everything. And if you look at MMOs at that time, WoW's graphics were not up to... This, up to were crappy compared to a lot of other games. Yeah, they're not exceptional. But the things that that did is, one, that the design of the stuff was way, 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 way better. Like, the cohesiveness and how alive the world felt in a lot of ways was mm-hmm. overpassed all the other games. Two, also, the fact that the graphics weren't as good, it meant it could run on more machines and therefore could appeal to a wider audience. But... Um, like, it was just, it was such a different way of looking at graphics and design at the time. Whereas all these other games were trying to get, you know, the, like, the more realistic looking graphics and everything. They weren't trying to do this sort of cartooniness almost that WoW has. No, but like, that, WoW has this, WoW has the, the, the sort of this serious cartoony. Yeah. That, I would describe WoW's graphics as being cartoony. Yeah. Because that's what they are. And that's that's usually very insulting, mm-hmm. but I don't think it is in this case. No, like, it, it they works really, very well. yeah, they did an excellent job with it and made it very, as I said, very cohesive, um, and the design of it was phenomenal. Like you know the the visual design long term, you know, and I think some of the reason is that because they chose these cartoony graphics is why it was able to stand up longer. Oh, yeah. I mean, because if you look at games and stuff that are you know, still popular and coming back. If you look at something like, you know, I, there's other reasons for it, but like nobody's going and play uh, like a ton of people aren't going back and playing games like, uh, you know, GoldenEye and Tomb Raider, like like that era of 3D graphics games, because they look awful. Yeah, like they they they, they look awful. Also, they kind of, some of them kind of play awful just because of the times. But they're phenomenal games. Don't get me wrong; they're phenomenal games for the time. Uh, but like the whole retro game thing coming back, that 16 bit look and everything, because you're not trying to be on the cutting edge and everything that, that look is sort of timeless in some ways. Yeah. And I would argue that wow also is because of their art style. I would, I would agree with you on that and everything. Like Like it just has a, a really timeless look. Yeah. It's really hard to go into wow and be like, man, these graphics look like shit. Yeah, I mean, you could be, I guess, but... You, know, you could, whatever. because, like you said, they don't look realistic, but they're not going for realistic look. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's one of the perks of choosing the art style that they did. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, it. it's so much... I, I feel like those are much more approachable to long-term and stuff like that. Like, you know, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> oh, we talked about a lot of random crap. I didn't even talk about the initial seed. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, whatever it is, we got we always got lots of stuff to say about gaming and like the fact that it's coming back, like we're going to be able to get back to it is pretty sweet. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. But, uh, good times. Good times. Yeah. So next week I'm uh, it's stream time again. We'd love to see somebody come out and say hi. Just one person. Okay. Uh, 30, 30XX was pretty cool. It was. We suck. I. Yeah, I guess. Like, I mean, we got a lot of learning to do with some of it, and, and I feel like we're. I feel felt like we we're doing pretty good, even yeah. though we never finished all the bosses. But we never like, like we got to the fourth level once. Okay, maybe we're worse than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that this is harder than. I 20 truly XX. think it is. I'm okay with that, I guess. I don't know. Even though we never beat 20XX once. We never beat it, but we at least could get to the final boss. We got to the final boss once. We did. Or no. Once? once. Yeah, yeah, once. Oh, no, I we, beat the final boss once and beat failed the on the boss. escape. That's yeah, what you, it was. you <sighs> failed on the escape. Because obviously I died, because that's what I do. Because that's what you do, yeah. I get, I get in my damage and then die. Yeah, you're just... Whatever, but... Um, I don't know. It's a good time. Come check it out. Come come check it out. Say hi. We we're kind of just shooting it, the shooting the shit the whole time. So it's it's fun. Mm. Um, and we'd like to have somebody to talk to. So uh, nine p.m. Come catch us on Twitch. Twitch.tv/slash/the local meta. 
All right. Uh, I suppose I can do the other stuff. If you want to uh, shoot us some feedback, you can send an email to thelocometa.com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocometapc. Um, check out thelocometa.com. You can uh, find links to said Twitch stream there so you don't have to type it in if you're one of those people. Uh, all of our previous episodes and streams, link to the Discord where there's always a fun and happiness happening. Now that there's some magic spoilers, there's a lot more chatter happening. Uh, and uh, yeah, Patreon's there too if you want to shoot us some money. And yeah, that's that. John, do you have anything else you want to hit up before we close her out? No. No? no. Got, every, got everything out you ever need to talk about, huh? Yep. All right, um... cool. I am now at peace. Pod- podcast's over. That All would right. be a really weird ending. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Well, cool. Just just, just pull an LSV. Just be like, right. nope, nothing else to say. This is the end of the podcast. All right. Just turn off my mic. <laughs> just walk away. <laughs> uh, but no, we still got stuff to say, tough to stuff, eh, stuff to say and stuff to play. So... All right, so uh, yeah, next week, come check out the stream. And on that note, we will catch you next time.